I'm Andy Vinker, and this is Fit Pro Radio. Whether you're a fitness veteran or novice, this podcast is for you. I hope to share the good, the bad, and the real to help you fast track your career and help you find fulfillment and passion in the fitness industry. Let's go. Hello, everyone. This is Andy Vinker, and welcome back to another episode of Fit Pro Radio. I'm super excited because we are doing my second Zoom interview. Um, and this is kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big milestone. <laughs> but we are joined by the famous, the bailarin senor, if you will, the ultra amazing Abraham Hernandez. Wow, that intro. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was super excited. Spanish, huh? <laughs> what can I say? I'm I'm pride myself on being cultural. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, My dad will be really proud. <laughs> I don't know. You have told that to your audience that you have some Latin American background. I don't think I've told anyone. So just to throw myself in there, my parents are actually from Argentina and Mexico. So I am, I do speak Spanish maybe, but I'm not like good enough in my Espanol skills to do like a full Spanish episode yet. I would <laughs> stutter or like freak out, <laughs> not confident, <laughs> but one day we'll get there. Right. Maybe I'm going to be the one asking questions and you can answer only <laughs> yes, sí or no. Sí or no. I can do that. <laughs> no, but thank you for having me here in your podcast. You know, I'm, I'm one of your fans. So I'm sure you have a, a lot of them. But uh, no, I, I always listen to, to the episodes. I'm subscribed and everything. So I appreciate all the advice that you give to, to all of us, including myself, all, the, all of us good fitness instructors. Well, it's super humbling to hear. And it always is like, again, super humbling when I see you share on your stories, this podcast, because it does, it does mean a lot because it's still just like a little small potatoes podcast, I feel like, but you sharing it for those you don't know, we'll like get into his introduction in a minute, but Abraham is a master trainer is this for Zumba fitness. And so he's, he's kind of on the famous scale, if you will. And so when I saw that you were not only listening but sharing and talking about um the podcast like it honestly mean, meant so much to me i'm really excited to even have you on here because you have so much experience and you have so much um to share and to teach us so that's like oh, i'm just so excited <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's my pleasure and it's my my honor any any time that i had the chance to to talk to other instructors that's one of my passions and that's what one reason why i do this to connect uh, everybody into the fitness world you know because that's that's what i do and 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 if there's anything that i can say or do to to help other fitness enthusiasts it's my pleasure but uh but no i mean everything that you shared is right on point and and there's some other things I like to listen to you because you said that you haven't been teaching for a very long time and but you you always you remind me a little bit of when i started and a little bit of myself which mm -hmm. wasn't the same because yeah we're gonna talk more about that but i started in mexico it's nothing like this like here <laughs> <laughs> but yeah when you talk about the the group fitness instructor problems and how they see themselves 
and even like what shoes to wear, all that. There were some really great questions that I had when I started. So you, you made me go back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's what we want. A little bit of nostalgia, but then also my, my goal with this podcast has always been to address those instructors that like we start and we have no idea some of the stuff that we're going to be up against, you know what I mean? Like, like shoes, like it's just a a small piece that affects like our whole bodies. And so being able to address that has just been super fun for me. And we're even going to go into some fun stuff today that we haven't Mm -hmm. talked about on the podcast. I'm Um, very excited to to share all this. (laughs) So let's, let's get into it. But first, tell us about you. Tell us your story and and about like where you're at. Tell us about your family if you want to. Yeah, so I'm from Mexico. Um, and uh, it's, it's funny because here my name is Abraham. In Latin America, I'm Abraham. Abraham. Yes. And, uh, and some people call me Abe, which is fine. I mean, I don't really care. <laughs> What's your preference? Uh, Tell us what you want us to call you. Uh, well, right now, I think... Abe is the most common one, and, and I just made peace with it. <laughs> <laughs> not that I didn't like it. I was just not aware of Abe when I moved to the States. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I'm from Mexico. I'm from a little town that nobody has heard about. It's called Ciudad Mante. It, this is in Tamaulipas uh, State. And, and we didn't uh, grow up with, with a lot of money, but we grew up with a lot of family members and love and fun. You know, when you're a kid, you didn't realize what you're missing out. You just play with what you have. And that's what I used to do with, uh, I have two sisters. I have an older sister and a younger sister. And and I had, um, when well, I still have uh, young uncles. So we used to play all the time, like climbing trees, playing with marbles, playing with little cars, we went outside all the time. It's the opposite of these days. Kids just want to be inside. We just wanted to be outside. We couldn't wait to be outside. And so for me, it's funny, all the things that when I look back, all the things that uh, I was missing, but I was not aware of. And, and it was, I don't know, it was just so much fun. You know, you don't, yeah. when you're a kid, you don't need money. You just need things. You just need all the friends and, and just make a whole game out, out of it. But, uh, but yeah, I, was, I grew up there. Uh, that was my childhood. And then we moved to a bigger city. It's called Leon. And in this city is when I discovered more sports. So I started getting into, into sports. My whole family is, uh, I have a very active family. And so my mom, uh, she just a re- she's a retired nurse. And my dad, he, he passed when I was 19, and he was uh, a doctor. So I grew up with these uh, two kind of uh, healthy backgrounds as well. Mm-hmm. So we were always uh, in sports in school. My dad used to play volleyball. So my whole family knows how to play volleyball. And, and then I got into other sports. My favorite always was basketball. But then I realized that I was too short to play basketball professionally. (laughs) That's the saddest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, no, but also there was no like professional basketball in, in Mexico. So there was no way to, to make a living out of it. Right. So, um, 
so yeah, and then I went to school. I have um, a bachelor's degree in computer systems engineering. That has nothing to do with what I do right now. Yeah, that's a very different career path. <laughs> Except my website. That's the only thing that, oh, I, st I still can do this. And no, but it's, it's so different now. And um, I don't know if you, if you ever used the, uh, the computers when they didn't have a hard drive and they have floppy disks to be oh, able yeah. to turn it on. That's a, that's a big throwback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was me in high school. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. And uh, no, but then in school, I was always in sports. So I think sports has been always, or being active has been always in my, in my life. And that's what inspired me to, to keep going into all this fitness stuff. So what brought you from sports? to being a fitness instructor, because that's like totally different. It goes from playing for yourself and your own fitness to teaching other people fitness. So what brought you kind of there? Yeah. Um, yeah. When I was sports in, in sports, what I liked was to, to have a team, right? That's, that was all about in, in this type of sport, like soccer. And, and even I did a little bit of karate and even it was, you know, when you fight yourself, you still have a team, you have like mm -hmm. a family, you have your dojo, right? Supporting you and all that. So I really enjoyed that. And then when I discovered fitness, um, it was after a university, no, during university, because uh, everything started because of a girl, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, every good story or tragedy, starts because of a girl <laughs> <laughs> the plot thickens <laughs> yeah no i was dating this girl at that time and she was working at a spinning studio she was the the receptionist and so at that time i was studying uh, in college and so i was i was always busy because i was going to to that university twice a day and in the middle i was i had time to sometimes go play volleyball with the school team or just eat lunch go back so at the end of the day i was uh, going to to pick it up to the studio but it was funny because i saw everybody on their bikes and it was not something that i saw myself doing mm -hmm. and i was like that looks easy and look at the instructor, he's always smiling and going, go, 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 go. Yeah, come on, you can do it. You know, all positive and smiling. Uh, and then I saw everybody just dying. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, True. why are they on a bike that goes nowhere? I didn't understand. I, <laughs> I low-key thought you were going to say, the instructor's smiling, everyone else is dying. I needed to be a part of this because <laughs> I want to make people. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Although fun. you probably felt it a little bit, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And then I realized, um, I don't know if I, this is for me, but, uh, but my girlfriend at that time, she wanted to try it. She wanted me to try it because she knew, you know, I always was very active. So I had to say yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so we went to a class and then I realized that it wasn't that easy. It was painful. My butt hurts the next day. 
my legs were sore. I was in class with my tongue out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why the instructor looks uh, like she's having fun? I am not. <laughs> and, and, but I took it as a challenge. So you know what? I, I want to do this because the one thing that I did like was the music. Mm-hmm. I really love the music. Uh, music has always been, uh, I mean, it's part of my culture, of course. Uh, and that's one of the things that if you play music, you know, you can change somebody's mood, right? Absolutely. So that's, that's what happened. She was playing really cool music. And I really, I really like the music and going on beat on the bike and all that. But it's too hard. So I took it as a challenge. And then I came back. I kept doing it more until I was part of the, the front row. <laughs> <laughs> challenging the instructors the instructor <laughs> was like okay everybody let's take a break and I had a friend back then and, and my friend and I just looked at each other it was kind of the let's put some pressure and we staying up bam, 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 bam. and then the instructor looked at us like oh okay let's go up <laughs> <laughs> challenge accepted yeah so I was a troublemaker in my spinning <laughs> class and then after that I just I just loved it and and that, that challenge I set up myself challenges. I remember um, I used to take this instructor's class and, and then I was able to, to do the entire class. Then, okay, I'm going to take the next one that for me was a little harder. Well, for the whole club, you know, like, oh, that one's harder. So I was going to take that one until I was able to, to do the whole class. And then I went to the top. For me, it was like a, like a video game, you know, <laughs> you <laughs> like beat Donkey the next Kong. Level. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the next level. And and then I was able to do the, the hardest instructor's class and and that was a blast. And I be, and we became friends. Uh, and then I started burning their cities because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know how to do that. And because of uh my my career, I knew how to do that. So that's how I learned to create playlists for spinning, burning cities for other instructors. Uh, and then I had the chance to open my own studio. And I said, you know what? I, I know how to ride the bike. I know how to design classes because I do that for the playlists. And I know how to, how to create uh, music and count the beats and uh, the, all the BPMs compared to the RPMs. Uh, in case you guys don't know, uh, BPM is the beats per minute. This is the speed of the, the music. And RPMs is revolutions per minute, which is the, the speed of the, the, the legs. So what we used to do is just to match them. So I did that. I had a chance to open my studio. And I said, you know what? Let's open it. So I went to a different city when they didn't have spinning. And I opened it. And that was my first, my first gig as a entrepreneur spinning studio owner and instructor wow and that's a lot of hats to to start with yeah you did it so you just jumped into the fire (laughs) go big or go home (laughs) yeah no i love that i love that and so you started off in spin and i've never met spinning abram (laughs) so how did you get from having your own spin cycle or spin studio to now what what like tell us about your career now and then kind of tell us like what got you from there to here (laughs) man i was telling andy before we started recording that 
we would need more episodes about <laughs> like Abraham's encyclopedia or something. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, well, now I do a lot of stuff that I focus in in both fitness, health, wellness, nutrition. So a little more. Um, I don't want to say personalized because I target a lot of your fitness instructors too, and I still teach. But my big uh, pivot was when I discovered Zumba because when I used to teach spinning, I used to own my studio. It was everything focused in, in that, in spinning. And then it started growing. And as the studio was growing, uh, I needed to do more uh, training. But actually back then in Mexico, there was no trainings at all, like zero. There was no certifications. There was not even a CPR certification in Mexico. I couldn't find one. Wow. I used to talk to the Red Cross, the local Red Cross, and they said, well, we only do it for companies. And I said, okay, so what if I put a group together in my gym because it's my company and you come and teach us? And they say, oh, yeah, yes, we can do that. So I had to brought that CPR certification to my gym in order to take it. It's not like today that you can go. Like online. <laughs> yeah, online, exactly. So back then there was no internet or it was just studying, and especially in Mexico, all that modern hearing that it, weird noises, king, kong, all that. <laughs> Remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, But anyway, so, so there was no training. Uh, I started teaching. Uh, all my spinning just just because of uh, again I knew how to do this but uh, but then somebody brought a spinning certification and I took it and I really loved the education behind it uh, and then long story short after I had my whole gym uh, or my full gym I was subscribed to this magazine it's a fitness magazine and then in the magazine I had a flyer that is said the creator of Zumba is coming to Mexico to teach uh, certification. So I was like, oh, I knew Zumba because of the infomercials. And, and I got the VHS from the infomercials. And that was about it. And I used to teach a class very similar. But then when I, when I discovered the, the videos, I was just copying Beto <laughs> and, and doing uh, his moves. But again, because there was no training. So when I saw that, I said, okay, I'm going. So I asked another instructor in my gym, hey, do you want to, to come with me and take the training? Back then, the training was two days. So, so we went for the weekend. We had to drive five hours to be able to take it. It wasn't like they're everywhere and again, virtual right now. Mm -hmm. So we had to drive dr five hours. We, we took the training. I loved it. I love Beto's personality. Uh, and I told myself, I want to be like this guy because he looks amazing. He was all ripped. And to his he's charisma. He's ripped, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, now he's just big, right? He's bigger. And, um, but, uh, but that he inspired me to, to keep pursuing my, my Zumba journey. So we went back to my gym. We opened Zumba classes and... At the beginning, it was a little hard because people were not used to it. But then, I don't know what happened, just exploded. And everybody wanted to do Zumba. We started with two classes. And then uh, we had 
eight classes a week in wow. two or three months. It was super quick. Classes were full. And, and then I wanted to become a master trainer because in, in my training, Beto said, you know what, I'm going to start recruiting people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create a team of people who's going to teach other instructors because I cannot be everywhere and I'm traveling too much. So I said, I, I raised my hand and I said, I want to be part of that team. What do I need to do? And that's my thing. Every time that I, that I set a goal, I don't, I don't go and ask for it. I don't go and like, hey, I want it. It's more like, what can I do to get it? How, how can I get there? You know, just point me in the right direction. And that's all I ask. And so he told me, because it was one break, so I asked him, hey, I want to be part of your team. What do I need to do? And he said, okay, so you need to talk to this person. You need to start teaching classes. You need to start recording yourself, which is one of the great advices that you give in your podcast. Mm -hmm. And and then you're going to send your videos to, to this company. Okay, perfect. So I went home and I started teaching. I started, you know, uh, getting some experience teaching and then there was a plan for me to go to spain uh, there was this guy that wanted to open a gym and he he related with my my story how i opened my own gym so he said okay i want to take you and at that time i want to take uh, your uh your wife uh, we were almost married <laughs> But I want to take you guys to, to Spain to help me to open my gym. So I said, okay. So what do you think? Then she said, yes. Okay, let's go. But we were pregnant. Uh, so we went to Spain again. Go big or go home. <laughs> <laughs> so we took the, the risk. But because we were going to Spain, I, I called the Zumba home office and I told them, hey, I'm going to Spain. Um, there's no Zumba over there, or I haven't found Zumba. And then they said, I remember Alberto Perman used to answer the phone back then. Whoa. Yeah. It's like so talking I, to well, celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> so I was talking to him. In case you, you don't know, uh, here's your audience. Uh, Zumba was founded by three people, Alberto Perez or Beto, Alberto Perman, he's the CEO, and Alberto Aguillon. So the three of them, Beto and Alberto. <laughs> yeah, the, the three A's or the three B's. No, only Beto goes by Beto. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and the three of them are Colombian. So, but that that's a that's an, a story for a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I was talking to to the CEO <laughs> on the phone. He used to uh, answer the phone. So, hey, I'm going to Spain, all this. And then he said, yeah, there, we, we don't have Zumba and we have kind of a conflict over there with another brand. So Beto is coming back to Mexico. So please go see him. So Beto came to another city. So again, I had to drive to go meet Beto. Uh, I went the first day of the, the training. And then he asked me, are you a guide going to Spain? Yeah. Okay. So I need a person that can represent Zumba because we have a conflict with this other brand. They stole uh, the idea from us, yada, yada, yada. And then I said, yeah, just tell me what I need to do. Okay. So you're going to, do you have your music? And I said, yeah. But back then there were CDs, right? There was no mm -hmm. smartphones. 
So yes, I have my CDs in my car. Okay, so you're gonna give your CD to the to the DJ, and then you're gonna dance some songs. So I'm like, um, what do you mean? Like tomorrow, you want me to come back tomorrow? I was wearing jeans. I wasn't ready. <laughs> so he said, no, in 10 minutes, I'm going to call you. And you're oh going to. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> For, you know, inside, I was like, oh, crap. But in the outside, I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, you have to. You have to. Do you have any it. extra cargo pants or? <laughs> <laughs> Probably my car. I don't remember. <laughs> But anyway, so so yeah, I had to teach some songs, and right there, that was my audition for me to become a master trainer. Wow. And then he said, "Okay, guys, this is um, what's your name, <laughs> Abraham? <laughs> this is Abraham, and he's asking me for this and that, and uh, become a master trainer. He's going to Spain, so this is gonna be your uh, his audition. If you guys like him, he's in. If you don't like him, he's not in. He's out." I'm like, oh man, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm like sweating. It, it's not even me, but I'm like the idea, <laughs> like an empathetic yeah. sweater, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> no, but fortunately, they they liked me. They liked my style because for me, it was you know what, just have fun, and that's what the advice that I give all the instructors out there when they're gonna do an audition, guys. Just have fun. Have the the best time of your life because. That's that's what it matters, and at, at the same time, for the for the group fitness manager like like Andy, I think that's that's one thing that we pay attention because you can be the best cure, you can be the best, you can have the best moves, but if you have a serious face and you're not having fun, there's something that is not clicking, yes. and and maybe you're not gonna get the job. But if you're there, you make a couple of mistakes. That's fine. Everybody makes mistakes. Even Beto makes mistakes. I make mistakes all the time in my classes. And believe me that the group fitness manager, they don't pay attention to one or two mistakes. Uh, but if you're having fun, if you know what you're doing, uh, if you're confident, that's a big piece of being a successful instructor. So that's what I did. Uh, and, I, and I got the gig. So I went uh, later to Miami to get trained and and then i went to spain and i started my zumba career in spain wow. um and then from there i moved to mexico i keep doing that and then i moved to the states 11 years ago without knowing english without knowing what i was doing uh, and it was a different 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 uh ball game because i needed to take more certifications in english i needed to to get trained and all that but uh yeah, it's so hard. Yeah. Well, it's like, especially when you have like a fully established career, that's how my parents were when they came to the States. Well, my, my mom less because she came when she was 16, but my dad had like a fully established career in, in mm -hmm. Mexico. And then he came here and having to relearn, it's like what you already are, you know, all the things, but yes. now it's a totally different language and totally yes. different culture that's a whole new challenge so that's kind of crazy to see that okay first let's recap because i'm my brain is just blowing up first you know you know beto in person you were one of yeah. the first trainees um and then you started basically started zumba in spain mm -hmm. you have come so far and then fast forward to 11 years ago you come to the states have mm -hmm. to relearn 
the at least in English, but now yes. here you are, still still crushing it, still one of the master trainers for Zumba, and still bringing brand new instructors into the fitness world, which is kind of cool. Like that's pretty that's pretty amazing. Yes, I'm giving fitness birth to a lot of people. <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> but that's it seriously is so so cool to see how far you've come and it's and even though you have you had a career in computers or <laughs> yeah. engineering, it's like that totally shifted and thing upon thing just kind of led you to where you are. And I think that's always one of those those amazing moments where you can sit back being like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be because of a b and c like all lining up the way they did mm -hmm. and I love I love those moments when you can just be like I'm right where I'm supposed to be yeah because we don't always have those <laughs> in our lives yes. so that's amazing okay so now I want to change gears if that's okay um, and I would love to ask you as a master trainer, as a Zest, for those who don't aren't familiar with Zumba, Zest means Zumba education specialist. Um, and those are, those are like the celebrities that we like regular Zumba people like me. We are not celebrities. A, we are educators. <laughs> they, they say that, but they're like educating celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> they're celebrities <laughs> who happen to educate. Every time oh you see gosh. a Zest like at convention, like they're like being mobbed because everyone's like, oh my God. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know you, but no, it's really, it's really cool. And so, and that's something I think is really fun too. Just side note about the Zumba, the whole Zumba culture is just like, everyone is always excited to see everybody. And it's, and like, even if you, you've only known somebody for like six minutes, it's like, you're so excited to know them and you're so excited to see them. There's just a whole lot of love in the Zumba community, which I really appreciate. We love yes. that. Yes, I always tell people I present at different fitness conventions in the in here in the United States, and and the Zumba convention is totally different, totally totally different because because of that you see people and like oh my gosh how are you <laughs> or you just become friends and all the fitness convention is about competition because there are many different brands and nobody That's talks true. to each other unless they want to make a business. <laughs> <laughs> true <laughs> unless they're trying to make a sale but yeah the zumba convention i got to go a couple years ago for the first time for my 10-year anniversary <laughs> mm -hmm. and i don't think i've ever cried so much <laughs> i was like this is so so beautiful <laughs> so much love in this club i can't even handle it so <laughs> so i want to ask you though in your experience because you get to teach people all the time like you're still teaching regular classes um, but what is different about teaching brand new aspiring instructors? Because you do, you still do trainings virtual and in person, you're back to in person. Mm -hmm. Yay. So what is different in that? And like, what do you love about being able to be with those brand new, super excited, <laughs> brand new instructors? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Uh, right now I'm teaching three different types of trainings. So I'm teaching Zumba, which is dancing, party, and all that. I'm teaching Strong Nation, which is the, uh, a new program. It's a hit format you know, on beat. And that one is different because you don't get the, you know, the dance crazy part. It's more like knowledge. It's more form and it's uh, explosiveness. Structure. And that. Yeah. Yes. And so the, the, the audience taking that training is a little different than the Zumba one. 
and then also I teach the AFA. I don't know if you if 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 your audience know what AFA is. is they the should. <laughs> you should <laughs> all know. Hopefully, a group fitness, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, it was the Athletics and Fitness Association of America. So I'm a master instructor for them. I teach the the group fitness instructor certification, uh, but I, I focus in, in the Latin American uh, audience. So I do it in Spanish. Uh, so that's a totally different audience than Zumba, than Strong. And uh, so, so when you ask me this question, I, can, I, I get to answer it in, in different ways because for instance, when I teach the Zumba people for the first time, yes, they're all excited. Their, uh, their eyes are like, shining all the time you know <laughs> they're smiling all the time and and they're just there to have fun to learn and then just take that to to their their audience because in these trainings there are no requirements so we have people from different backgrounds some of them are fitness instructors some of them have no experience some of them they just get there because they love their, their instructor because that's one of the the, the main things instructors inspire their their students to to eventually become Zumba instructors as well or in general and fitness instructors but uh but just to see their faces to see how they they evolve in eight hours and at the end of the training they're totally in love with with the brand in love with the program and they're ready to take it out there and, and start teaching it's it's amazing and and at the same time it's a lot of responsibility because we are the the front of this huge company right in huge format and this this company this brand has changed the 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 world uh, regarding fitness and in other areas so for me it's a lot of responsibility so i try to be of course professional but at the same time inspiring and motivating and and just when they leave the room i want them to feel one accomplished and two uh inspired and three prepared for what it's coming and 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 just to see that is is amazing and when i teach um for instance strong nation i want them to feel with even more knowledge because those two brands are different not that in Zumba you don't need knowledge, but in Strong you need different knowledge about more body awareness, about the movements, about uh, injuries, about all that, because that can happen in those type of classes. And then in AFA, it's about how to teach a group fitness class, because uh, the other two formats is what we call uh, pre-designed or pre-choreographed. Uh, or branded programs in AFA prepares you to teach any type of format or even you create your own formatting class. Uh, so they need different tools to be able to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but just the, the evolution in those eight hours, it's, it's amazing. And, and just when they go and teach, I want them just to feel prepared and again, and, and, and have fun. And when I'm teaching just my, my regular people, it's about having fun, having a good workout, having a good sweat. I don't share a lot of educational stuff, right? Right. It's just, okay, let's have some fun. Let's pay attention to this, to that. And then when, they, when they're done, I just want them to be 
oh my gosh, this class just made me feel so good. Now I feel like I'm ready for the rest of the day, you know? Comments like that are like gold, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's true. It's like, that's, it, I love that you're sharing like the three different aspects or like the point of view from so many different views, because it's true. I feel like first to rewind for a second, any group fitness instructor, I, I fully recommend doing a group fitness certification yes. um, because, because of the different point of view that you're going to get. And also they're the, they focus on the preparedness on how to teach a class, how to lead a class when, but um but I love too that you're saying like that you're even showing the difference that when you're guiding these brand new instructors, like you want them to feel prepared to teach. Like I know that when I certified or did my license for Zumba, I got my license on a Saturday and I taught my first classes Tuesday, Wednesday, all day for two full days. But because I totally felt prepared and ready to do that. Nice. <laughs> so shout out, shout out That's to my brave. But yeah. it was, oh oh yeah again like I'm I'm like you all or nothing like go we go all in, um but I think being able to to see that different point of view and remind people remind our listeners that when we're teaching other people like that's a really great opportunity to help people release stress to come and have like the time of their lives but then when we are like going in it on like the educational side for those of you who ever want to be like a master trainer one day, like the, can you say your three focuses one more time? It was success, something, and then preparedness. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me it was, uh, inspire them and yes. they, they need to learn something like knowledge, inspirement, inspirement. That's not a word. <laughs> it is now. I just created a word. I, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I know. And, and yeah, and then to feel prepared for, for what's coming up next. So yeah, motivated. Motivation is a huge part, of course, because yeah, this is, this is passion. You have to yeah. have passion for, for teaching, for helping other people, for listening to people uh, to be able to be successful at this. And sometimes it can be so scary. Like, Unless you have a, a gig lined up, like I know instructors that will get their license, get their certification, and then they wait for a long time for the right moment. When I feel like the right moment doesn't come unless we seize it, we yeah. have to create it. And being able to have um, hopefully a master trainer or a Zess or whatever it may be in the format that you want to to practice, being able to have that inspiring motivation makes a huge difference <laughs> it makes a huge difference yes. to be able to be like no you actually can do this because i've totally been in certifications when it was the opposite when you leave the certification being like i don't know if this is for me yeah. and i just paid 300 bucks to to leave the certification not knowing if i want to do this anymore <laughs> i thought it was yeah. fun until i certified and that's the last thing that you'd ever want because instructors it's like we're we're artists. We're like also very sympathetic or very um, sensitive and empathetic people, very creative people. And so we need that kind of motivating hand to pull us into that. No, you've got this. So yeah, I'm really but, you, but you know what too, Andy, and I think you, you, you mentioned that before uh, in your, in your podcast, even if you go to a training that you're not going to teach that 
Well, sometimes you know you're not going to teach it. Sometimes you're like, okay, I'm going to find out if I want to teach it because I've taken so many other trainer trainings. Mm -hmm. But but you can apply what you learned there from your other formats. Absolutely. For instance, I'm an Aquatic Exercise Association in, in, in certified or AEA. It's like AFA but for aquatics. And, and I apply what I learned there in my, what we call the land classes, which is uh, everything at the studio. So I apply to teach it there. And what I learned in my group fitness certification, I apply when I teach my, my aquatics classes. To give you an example, because they're two totally different environments. Or what I learned in spinning certification, I apply it to my Zumba class. And what I learned in my Zumba class, I apply it into my spinning class, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so I think it's, it's the more trainings that you take is going to prepare you for, for any other formats that you, that you want to teach. So, so it's, it's, it's important. I remember I took this training from Beachbody uh, and, and I do some stuff that I learned there in my Strong Nation classes, for instance, and they're two totally different companies, two totally different formats. Uh, but that helped me to apply it to a different format. Mm -hmm. It's true. I think they all, they all can cross over mm -hmm. each other and more education is only going to help in, in, in whatever we want to teach. And I remember when I first, first started teaching or like branching out into other certifications, I went from just having my Zumba license to being invited to do Les Mills, which Les Mills is a very different beast Yes. Um, and I went from a nonverbal format and being, I thought re really good at a nonverbal format to then getting a microphone put on me and being told now you have to verbally cue mm -hmm. for an hour. And That's I remember, scary. oh my gosh, it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever been so afraid. And I, and like, I don't mind the sound of my own voice, but it's just like, <laughs> it's different when you're teaching and mm -hmm. having to like rethink, um, but being able to to take what I know, I'm like, I know how to non-verbally cue. I know where ver where cues have to be. So a beginner can know exactly where to feel successful. Mm -hmm. And being able to even apply like my learnings from my Zumba trainings and my Zumba experience into something completely different, like Les Mills, when it was more of a muscle structured format, mm -hmm. it, it works. Like, so yeah, absolutely. We need to soak up and and cross, I don't know, multi-use. I'm like, use, I'm like using my hands trying to illustrate. No one can see, but being and, able to like use that education. Yes, and I think that's the that's the best when you combine both uh, visual and verbal cueing. Is for instance one of the things that we do in Strong Nation because uh, a lot of people come from Zumba because it's the same company, mm -hmm. and they they try to come to the Strong Nation class and try to only visual cue and pointing and no talking. And we tell them, you know what? This is not gonna work. You have to talk. And then you have that person coming from, let's say, uh, Les Mills or Beachbody or just step aerobics in general. And they come to to the Strong Nation and they talk, 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 talk. So I have to tell them, you know what? That's not gonna work either because we have to pay attention to the to the music because every move is connected to the to the beat. So you have to talk less. So in some way, I have to find the middle point for not to talk too much and and not to not to talk at all. You know. So okay, guys. You can still point to the direction you're going, but you have to say what you're doing. So if you're going to do a, a side launch, you have to point 
to the direction that you wanted to go. So you point to the right. You don't have to say right side launch. You just say side launch and you point to the right. Yes. And, and, and when you combine both, I think it's the, for me, it's like the perfect instructor that can do, they can do both. It's true. And then the class has a better experience too. Yes. And we have stronger brains that will last us forever as instructors. I think of all the choreography and stuff that we have had, like we learned through different formats. Like we're going to have the best brains. Like we're going to be doing crossword puzzles <laughs> in nursing homes, like way better than anyone else. <laughs> but that was, <laughs> that's my own opinion. But um, okay. I want to ask something else. So tell me then with all this, you have been able to take all your own knowledge and channel it into your own personal fitness journey in the last year, which is, can I just say super impressive because we had a pandemic last year, gyms got shut down and especially in your area. I don't think you've mentioned where you're from. You're in LA. Yes. I'm in Los Angeles. And you when, had quite the shutdown experience. Yes. Oh yeah. my gosh. So <laughs> and last so, year. Yes. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, tell us. Go ahead. No, because last year, yes, it was, it was bad um, for everybody, I think. But here in Malaysia, we were um, in a, in a, we were closed. How do you say that? In a lockup? Yeah, shut down. Yeah, lockdown. Shut down. A lockdown for a very long time. All the gyms closed. So like I was until allowed. this year, right? Yeah. The, the gyms just recently reopened. Just reopened, I want to say, uh, three months ago. Wow. And until this week, finally, uh, the members are not allowed, are allowed not to wear a mask wow. inside the, the facility. But here in LA, the whole vaccination is like everybody's getting vaccinated compared to other states when they don't want to. Um, but anyway, it, again, that's a story for a different episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, no, but it was, it was hard. It, it took a toll on everybody, so it took a toll on me too, uh, because I, I just got depressed. I was being lazy. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to train. I didn't want to go outside. I didn't want to hang out with people, uh, because all the, you know, you, you're afraid. You you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's gonna happen. If if I go hang out with, if I go to the beach, is that okay? If I go to to this place, we cannot even go to the mall because it was closed, and I didn't have equipment at home to to work out, and and also on top of that, uh, we had kids here, so my kids came, and we were uh, having a lot of kids, always something going on, so we were not able to to do our job, and and then we started teaching virtual classes. So on top of that, uh, it was, we still have to work. We still have to make it work. We still have, have to pay our bills right. and we have to focus in this, focus in that, that I was not focusing on myself. I gained some weights. I gained uh, probably around 15 pounds. And for me, I'm a, I'm a skinny guy. So I'm, I'm lean. I've always been, been uh, lean uh, because all this fitness that I do, all the classes that I teach and stuff. But so for me, like 15 pounds, you can tell like, mm -hmm. oh, what is it? What is Why? Why don't you have a six pack anymore? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I didn't like it. I didn't like how, how I felt. I didn't like in the place that I was going to. It was going to a kind of a dark place for me. 
and I was not moving. I was, I don't know, trying to distract myself with the TV, with the, with social media, with video games and all that stuff. So this year I decided to change it up. Again, go big, go, go home. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be like that. So you know what, Abraham, stop it. Stop this. This is crap, you know, like this. So let's make a change. So the first thing that I, that I wanted to do is to drink more water. That was the first thing. I'm going to drink more water. So I started, I bought this uh, a three liters bottle. So I'm going to finish this every day. And I started with that. And then I'm not going to snack. Uh, so I stopped the little snacks because that's what we call the hidden calories. <laughs> because you can have all your meals. My favorite you can, kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can have all your meals. You can measure all your food, uh, breakfast, dinner, uh, lunch, and all that. But uh, in between is when you get all the, uh, the extra calories. So you can get easily eight to 900 calories just snacking without realizing. And... Uh, but anyway, so I stopped snacking and then I, I'm going to start waking up earlier. So I started doing that. So little by little, I started changing my habits. And then I got into a really good book that I would recommend everybody. It's called The Atomic Habits Ooh, by James Clear. Yes. It's the best book ever because it gives you advices. It gives you tips, uh, practical tips that can you can... You can apply right away. Even when you're reading that book, you can apply them. Uh, and that, that's another big change. So I started applying what uh, the author was saying, and it helped me very much. So long story short, I was able to, to change my habits. Or because I was changing my habits, I, I got back in shape. Right now, I lost all that extra weight. I'm in 10% body, body fat. And so I got my six pack back. If you go to my Instagram, that's all you're going to see is six pack. <laughs> but the, the purpose of my posts is not to show off. My, the purpose of my post is that I'm 44 years old. I'm in the best shape of my life. I look better than I was in my 20s. My joints don't hurt anymore. Uh, and I can help people together. So I, I, in, in my Instagram, I want to show my story uh, and I want to teach people how to, how to do that too, through my fitness journey. So I have a webinar, uh, I need to do another one, but uh, I started doing that webinars to share all these that I, that I went through to share my knowledge and to try to help and reach out more people. So I did a webinar about my fitness journey. The webinars are 90 minutes long, so it's just, um, less than two hours uh, and and I want you to teach so much you're gonna learn so much the feedback that I'm getting is really good and uh, and I have another webinar about nutrition because that was the main thing that changed what I'm my my journey uh, we have to pay attention to why I eat what I teach is flexible nutrition or flexible diet and energy balance energies in versus energy out and uh and because that's what i did that's what i believe in and that's what changed my my health and and, and body and uh and, and i'm planning to do more because workouts is part of another uh it, it's part of this journey as well another big part of this 
So I move every day. Um, I have my Apple Watch. I close my three rings every single day since I decided to do this. I focus on that too because, again, energy balance and mm -hmm. also wellness. I got certified as a wellness advisor. And this is something that I wasn't thinking about, but I got the opportunity to do it. So shout out to my good friend, Kimberly, Kimberly Glick. Uh, she's amazing. She's one of my mentors. And, and because of this, I realized that I need to focus in, in more than just my, and just bodies and just uh, uh, and physically and, yeah. and nutrition. I want to focus, I need to focus in the mindset of people and in my own mindset. So that's what I learned in this wellness certification. So for me, when I, when I do this with people, I, I have three different pillars. One is the nutrition. Two is the, the, the physical activity or workouts. And three, the wellness health, meaning the, the mindset. So this, these are the three pillars that I apply myself and that help me to, to get the best results that, I, that, I, that I've got so far. And it's still going, you know, it's been months now since I've been in 10% body fat. So I'm, I'm able to, to maintain it, which I'm in a good way surprised that I can do this. But, but I have to pay attention to, to the details. And now my, my mission is that I want to help all the people to do this. And I think it's awesome that you mentioned that you focus on three pillars because I think um, a lot of people, especially, especially, unfortunately, in the fitness space, um, group fitness, I know that we get addicted to having a million classes. Like mm -hmm. it almost becomes a badge of honor to be like, oh, well, I, I had to teach like 17 classes this week and my body's falling apart, but like yes. I do what I do because I love what I do. And it, and the same time, like we we flip such a negative way to treat our bodies into a positive light. You know what I mean? And it's mm -hmm. it's a very kind of a dangerous place to walk. And I've I've been there, and I've I've beat my body into the ground in the name of fitness. And so I love that you're mentioning that fitness or health, not even fitness, health is a different thing, mm -hmm. and it includes different puzzle pieces like like movement, healthy movement, healthy nutrition, and like being able to focus on fueling our bodies, but then also the mentality behind it. Why are we moving our bodies like this? Mm -hmm. What, what is the purpose? And then being able to focus on how am I feeling? Honestly, like, am I rested? Am I, am I feeling emotionally well? Or am I, you know, like constantly sick? Or am I constantly, you know, wearing a brace of some kind because I'm actually kind of broken. <laughs> yes. Like being able to focus on the three different puzzle pieces and not just having an emphasis in one, which brings me to a question or my next question is how do you practice like being not only a, like a, a coach and helping others with their fitness, but also doing group fitness. And also like, do you count your workouts as or your classes as your workouts and how do you balance not falling into an an extreme in fitness does that make sense yes that's that's some great questions before i answer uh, these questions i want to mention something that has to do with what you were saying uh, i train um i do personal training or virtual personal training now is one of my other things that i that i try to help people with and what I've noticed, because some of my, most of my clients are fitness instructors, and I have uh, 
another Zest, and I have a master trainer, part of my clients. And what I've noticed, the number one thing that I've noticed is that they don't eat enough and they don't rest enough. They work out, work out, work out, and when they with me, they want to do their workouts. And I'm like, well, first of all, let's talk about your food. Yes. How do you eat today? Well, I didn't meet my calories. Now, if you don't meet your calories, you're not going to have energy. And that's the, the first thing that they notice. When I give them more food, more calories, they're like, ah, I feel more energized because I used to pass out in the middle of the day and I don't do that anymore. And I say, yes, because you were under eating. If you're under eating, you're going to have so many issues. And, and that's the, the main thing that I'm noticing with, with other fitness instructors, like, like you were saying. They just focus and teach, 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 but they don't focus in, in their nutrition and their rest. Absolutely. All right. And then so they get sick. <laughs> and it's yeah, sad. Yes. Because that's how I've said it before a few times. Um, but it's like with group fitness, like we only have one tool to to do our whole job, and that is our bodies. And if we're not focusing on like those two essential pieces, like are you are you eating enough? Um, and are you sleeping enough? Are you taking enough off like rest days in between? And often chances like both answers would be a no, unless you're like being super, super aware of it. Um, but be, to be able to have longevity in this career, to be able to do this and serve people the way we want to, we have to take care of our bodies. And so, mm -hmm. yes, tell me, tell me what you're going to say. Yes. It's like, uh, you're driving your car with the reserve tank only all the time. Mm -hmm. So pretend that you're driving your car and you want your car to, to last a, a very long time. Right. But you always have that little gas, uh, light on all the time. <laughs> And then you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's, it's going to run out of gas. So you're, always, you're stressed out. And then you <laughs> go to the gas station and you just put 10 bucks every single time. 10 bucks, 10 bucks, 10 bucks. So the light is always going to be on or it's going to go off. And then it's going to come back on in, in, in the next two miles. So that's, mm -hmm. that's how instructors are doing uh, so far with their, with their food. Because they're like, okay, I'm just going to eat enough to be able to make it to the next class. Right. Mm -hmm. And then or the, take, the load up on pre-workout. Yes. Just oh before. <laughs> and maybe a protein shake if I'm feeling, if I have time. <laughs> yes. And, oh. and, and they're just messing with their brains and then not fitting their bodies. And then like you say, what's going to happen? They're going to crash. Same with their car. What happened if you're always running out of gas? It's going to stop working. Some, something is going to mess up. So, so yeah, guys, be careful. Take care of yourselves. Um, so yeah, I work out um, outside teaching, but, but it depends. I try to balance my, my workouts. So for instance, if I'm teaching, it depends how many classes I'm teaching, but uh, I know exactly how many calories I'm burning for, with my classes. So let's say if I'm gonna have two classes, one Zumba and one Strong, that's going to meet my, my cardio calories right there. So I don't do any extra cardio. And, and I do weight training. I do weight training every day, but my split workout is not, is not the, the usual like three-day split. So I train only one muscle group per day and only one. I just focus in one and that's it. And um, so I know my, having those three, three pieces, my cardio, uh, I mean, two cardios and my, my uh, resistance workout, I'm going to meet all my calories. 
And if I don't teach, I go for a run or for a walk. I don't uh, put myself in danger, meaning if I'm tired and sore from my classes, I just go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Of course, I have to walk a little longer to be able to, to get my calories uh, burned. If I'm feeling good, I go for a run and a run is going to be faster. Usually I go three miles and that would be good. I know exactly how many calories I'm burning in three miles and I just come back, I do my day and then I teach my class. But yeah, I count every single calorie. So if I'm going to teach, that's going to be part of my my cardio workout because I don't teach uh, any resistance uh, Mm -hmm. workout right now. And and what were the other questions? Oh, how do you avoid falling into an extreme? Oh, yeah. How to avoid that to say no. (laughs) That's something that we all need to learn how to say no. Because sometimes, you know, he comes a new studio. Now it's all about apps, right? Mm-hmm. How many, how many invitations from app have you got in the last couple months? Hey, you want to teach in our app? This is the new app that is connecting all the Zoom, all the, uh, the fitness instructors. I have, we have the best trainers. I have invitations like that every week. There's a new app for me to, to teach classes. And I think of myself, I don't want to teach more classes. So I had to say, no, I have to pass uh, things, but no things. As simple as that, because yes, just to teach more classes, it's just gonna hurt my body instead of, instead of uh, being beneficial. Something that I- Like one more time, teaching more classes is going to- It's gonna <laughs> hurt myself, it's gonna hurt my body instead of being beneficial. Yeah, and uh, something that I tell instructors as well, what I want to tell instructors, uh, if you if you have to teach classes because of the money, because, oh, more classes, more money. Did you know that you can earn money without moving? Yes. What is that? <laughs> personal training. Mm-hmm. Group personal training as well. So what I do in my virtual trainings, I don't move. I just tell my my clients what to do. But in order to do that, you need knowledge. And to be able to get knowledge, you need trainings. So that's my other advice. Get certified as a personal training trainer. And that's going to help you a lot. I work closely with NASM and I would recommend you NASM. I know you've heard about, I mean, you've talked about this in your mm-hmm. previous episodes. So yeah, it's one of the best, the best ones, but there are many. Uh, Andy already mentioned some in your previous episode. So if you want to know more, go back to, I think it was with Fiona. <laughs> yeah, with Fiona. Shout out so, to Fiona. Um, <laughs> yeah. So if you want to learn more about older certifications, go back to that episode or just, um, send me a message. I will, I will lead you to the, to the one that you can take. But anyway, so yeah, so there's no need for me right now to teach more classes, to take more classes. I was invited to a new celebrity workout is called AK Rope uh, by Amanda Klutz. She's the celebrity. And uh, they they partnered with Equinox because I teach at, at Equinox gyms mm-hmm. uh, here in LA. And, and so they brought that format. I got invited. So I went to take the, the first part of the training that I never tried it before. And, and it, was, it, it was a really good class. It was a really good format. But I felt like it was too much for me right now because 
since it's a new format, I needed to do everything, like mm -hmm. the entire class. I needed to do jump roping and planks and abs and triceps and all this, all this, all that. So I had to say no, because right now I have so many things on my plate. So I, I had to, to say no. Probably if it was me 10, 15 years ago, I would have said yes. I would have jumped on it. Yeah, this is exciting. Let's do it. We all would. It's okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think Ryan, when, like, the older you get or the more that you've been in the The in more this, experience, Andy, yes. not older. Come on. That's true. I'm so sorry. I'm like, the words. <laughs> the more experience you get. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, but I think the wiser we get, being able to have set those boundaries for ourselves, being like, you know what? I need to take care of my body and prioritize this. And like the knowledge is so wonderful. There's a time and a place. Mm -hmm. And maybe it, this might not be my place right now. And being able to like find that wisdom and be okay with it mm -hmm. and not give in to the FOMO that a lot of us experience as, especially towards the beginning of our careers, when it's just like, you want to take on every class, every opportunity. And, and I feel like I've gotten to a point where I even had to like get spiritual with it. Like I pray about it. Like, is this opportunity where I need to be right now? Mm -hmm. Is it going to align with my purpose? Um, and if it's like, it feels like, no, maybe not right now. Like it's, it feels so much better to say no. And I don't feel that fear of missing out. Yes, It ends up being more of a, okay, so this is a really great opportunity, but it's not where I need to be to align with where I, I want to be or yes, want to go. Exactly. So then could I ask you a side question? What mm -hmm. would you say to event or to instructors that like also have opportunities to participate in like event upon event upon event? Because there are a lot of events for fitness, especially because it's a fun way to like raise money. It's a fun way to connect and network. So how would, how would you respond if to those instructors that want to do like events every single weekend? On top yeah, of so that's that's a great question because yes, it's it's happening everywhere, and now that things are opening up again, uh, I think there's gonna be more and more and more. But one thing that I want to to ask instructors is that think of one, think of your family. If you have, uh, if you live with your family, it could be your spouse, it could be your kids, it could be your mom, whatever. Uh, if it's taking a toll on them. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. It's not worth it because we want to be part of these many events, but also they want to hang out with us. They want to go to the park. They want to have a picnic. They want to have a dinner. And, oh, no, because I have this event and, and, and I already commit myself. So that's, that's the first thing. Never put it a, 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 that is taking a toll on your family. Two, there are so many ways to help. I think Carly in your in your other episode see i'm paying attention yeah you are giving us a whole <laughs> lot of good plugs i love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know carly if you haven't haven't uh, listened to that episode with carly i know her shout out to carly and um, she was mentioning that you can be part of events in so many ways you don't have to be on stage all mm -hmm. the time because most people that's what they want more instructors especially the new ones and i totally understand but uh, you have to let them to know you first, like who you are, know what you can do. So Carly was saying that sometimes uh, she she just want to be part of the, the cleaning team. She want to be part of, of the front door team 
oh, I can just give them the tickets or I can help you to set up. I can help you to clean up. And that's, that's valuable too. And, and or even saying I can just share, I can share it on social media. Yes. Like exactly. that honestly makes a lot more impact than I think we would even give credit for. Mm -hmm. So be on stage. Yes, that's, that's great. But, uh, and that's going to come if, if you knew that's going to come sooner or later, you're going to have that opportunity. So don't, don't, don't put too much pressure on, on that and on yourself. And, and again, there are so many ways to help uh, and try to make it to the ones that actually mean something to you, mm -hmm. not just because you want the spotlight, but also because they, they mean something to you, you know? I love that. And I think, like you said, like there's always ways to help, but there are also many, many fundraisers. There are many opportunities. And so definitely maybe set some boundaries for yourself too. being like, I can do so many. There's only one of me, only one of my bodies and only one of me to go around. And it's okay to say no to events. It doesn't mean that you don't care. It doesn't mean that or you mean I, I mean participating like being on stage um or even attending like people there are so many ways to help um but don't ever help people in like while sacrificing your own health your yes. own family like you said i love that you mentioned family um because i think a lot of us get so excited about our own fitness journeys that we forget the people around us that are here supporting us and mm -hmm. we want to be able to be there for them too. So I love that. So yeah. I want to bring this full circle. Um, what is one thing that you would suggest to a new instructor or maybe a long-time instructor that wants to expand themselves as a human, as an instructor, you mentioned reading atomic habits and like doing your own daily challenges, like drinking more water or may maybe in a roundabout way, getting a coach to help make sure that you're taking care of your body, yes. taking care of yourself the way you need to. But what would you suggest to an instructor that wants to expand themselves as an instructor to do? Yeah, well, first of all, take more trainings. There are many virtual trainings right now. So it's just literally being in front of your screen. Some of them are, are, um, are live. Some of them, I mean, live trainings. Some of them are recorded, meaning uh, you take it on your own pace. There's uh, try to expand yourself in the way that things that you haven't done before. So to give you an example, maybe get certified as a, as a nutritional nutrition coach something that is always helpful because people your students they always want to know more about nutrition always and uh, or become a personal trainer or become a group personal trainer which is for smaller groups from four to ten people and that's going to help you to uh, besides learning more it's going to open more doors for you and again you're going to work less with your body and more with your brain like and, and and that's really, really, really successful these days because you can train anybody on your screen. That's, that's what I'm doing. That's so why I'm telling you by experience. And, and you can tell some, you can help so many people with that. Not only, again, classes, teaching, 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 teaching. So try to explore something different. The, the wellness advisor certification was really good. I learned so much. And in this one as well, 
you learn how to help people mentally. Not that they have, you're going to become a psychologist, but it's something in between a fitness instructor and a psychologist or a therapist. It's like something in between. And if you cannot help them, you can always refer them or you can even uh, partner with a therapist. So same with a nutritional coach, you can partner with a nutritionist. Uh, and if you cannot help them that much, they need more information that you're not able to provide, you can refer them to a, to a nutritionist. Same with personal training. Uh, maybe you do group personal training, but they need more, you can refer them to a personal training, to a personal trainer. And also like Andy was saying, maybe you get a personal trainer because a personal training is gonna help you to, to balance more your body. You know what they said, a therapist has their own therapist. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you are a fitness professional, maybe you should have uh, another fitness professional helping you to to be healthier, to be able to to teach all your classes, not feeling overwhelmed, not feeling uh, without energy and uh, and all that stuff. But uh, but yeah, it's important to to get out of your comfort zone. We we have to do what we teach you know, yes. or what we preach, because there's a saying that I, I always think of myself, it's a little harsh, but it's true. It says, there's nothing worse than a good advice followed by a bad, bad example. Ooh, and I, I like learned that, that <laughs> yes, and I apply that to my kids because parents sometimes with a little hypocrite, don't do that, don't do that, but then we do it. Mm -hmm. And this is when kids grow confused. They're like, wait a second. But you telling me not to eat, not to drink Coke, but you're drinking Coke. What does <laughs> that mean? Drinking a Coke right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a personal attack, but as we were saying. <laughs> That's the bad thing about, about this uh, being remote i cannot see you it's fine <laughs> so anyway it. right or you shouldn't eat this this is not healthy but you're eating it like mm -hmm. dots don't connect yes. and that's that's one of the 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 things so if you're gonna give advice to to your students you should follow your own advice right yes another thing that i learned from this mentor he said think of the advice that you would give your kids you're able to give your kids these awesome advices, so but you don't give them to yourself. So give them to yourself, or don't don't beat yourself yourself up mentally and physically. So if think of 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 your kid, if your kid is doing something that you don't agree with, or you think uh, your kid is not doing well because he's or she's doing too much, what advice you would give them? So give that advice to yourself. Like, oh, I think I'm doing too much right now. I need to stop doing this, prioritize what's the most important thing right now and, and maybe stop doing the other way. So maybe give it to another person, you know? Yes. Uh, and the other person is gonna be grateful because you give them an opportunity and then you're gonna have less things on your plate to focus in the, in the right things that, that are gonna be helpful for you. I hope this helps. <laughs> yeah. And what is, what would you say is your own personal favorite development practice? Like your own personal development practice that you go to a lot? I go through a lot. Um, 
I think, yes, prioritize what I need to do because um, uh, I, I had to learn how to say no, like I mentioned before. And that's, that's one thing that has to do with uh, my prioritize. I try to be more organized. So I put everything on an agenda now. Just in the past, I put it in a to-do list. And the to-do list, they become a forever Super list. Super long, yeah. <laughs> because what you put in a to-do list uh, is not as important. So it's just there. Oh, I'm going to do it. You try to do it when you have time, but you never make time for that. Mm -hmm. So if you put your to-do list in an actually schedule on an agenda, you're going to do it. Because what happened if you put it on your schedule or agenda? I, I use the uh, Google Calendar. So it nice. sent me notifications. If I don't use my Google Calendar, it's not going to happen because the notification, they're, they're annoying. I'm not going to lie, but at <laughs> but least I have like, okay, I had to do it. So I stop what I'm doing and then I have to do the other thing. So if I put in my agenda or I have a, a meeting with this person, what's going to happen? I'm going to be there on time, right? But if I put on my to-do list or I have to contact this person for a meeting, I never contact this person. So that's, that's one thing that I'm practicing right now, be more, a little more organized and to try to get things done, take them out of my to-do list, to get a little more rest, waking up at the same time every day, except today. <clears throat> <laughs> Finally, fun. today I had my <laughs> first sleeping day in a very long time. But anyway. But it felt so, good and you uh, needed it and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah i think that's what i'm focusing on something that i want to learn is to meditate it's one mm -hmm. thing that i don't do that i think i need to do more and that's something that i need to learn so that's in my in my bucket list for the you next. should add it to your agenda <laughs> i should that's true <laughs> there are a lot of guided apps i will say i love i'm a huge fan of meditation because it is it is kind of life-changing even if you do like two to five minutes a day it's usually what i try to schedule in around 2 p.m five minutes a day and it makes a huge difference in my yeah, mood and energy that, i think yeah because i think part of my run and my walkings it's it's a little bit of a meditation too yeah because if, you know they say there's not only uh static meditation but also dynamic meditation Sure. And that's what I try to do when I go out for a walk or a run. So I just focus in, in what I need to do and my body is moving at the same time. I mean, because when you walk, I don't think about, oh, I have to move my right foot and then my left foot and then my <laughs> right arm. Then my, I'm not thinking, I'm just moving. Mm -hmm. But my mind is busy and I got the best ideas when I'm on, on my walk or my run. I got a lot of good ideas. Love and that. I'm a podcast junkie. <laughs> So I listen to a lot of podcasts. This one is is it by far his favorite though one, right? <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yes, absolutely. I love those things. Like practice. Yeah. Practice getting organized. Practice looking at your schedule and, and treating everything like a dentist appointment because it's like those only happen once a year and you you can't miss it. Mm -hmm. And so I think when we when we also like something that I started to do is actually scheduling rest and blocking out time. Yes. Um, and it's kind of funny because people would, I'm like, okay, so I am actually not available. I've had to change my language instead of saying 
I block it out this time for rest. Like I don't even tell people that because people are like, perfect. Cause that works for me too. I'll be right over. Mm-hmm. I've had to say, I'm not available from this time to this time. And I've set, had to set those boundaries at work and mm-hmm. with my friends and with events and stuff and having to hold on to those. Like I always call, <laughs> I always compare it to a dentist appointment because I love my dentist. Shout out to Dr. <laughs> Adamson. But um, I was going to say, it's like, I try really hard never to let anything bleed into that, um, yes. into that time, because we have so many things happening in our lives. Our lives are so busy. And that is the one thing I am grateful for that I learned during lockdown is stillness yes. and being okay with it. Um, and being able to schedule that time in, whether it's scheduling your own personal workout, scheduling in your meal time, whatever you need to do to prioritize yourself Um, It sounds selfish, but it's like five minutes of by yourself time is not selfish. It's being able to reset and breathe. Um, And, and that's okay. We all need that. And so schedule it in. I love that you said that get organized, but then also I love that you mentioned podcasts. I love being able to have an external uplifting learning. Like I try and have five minutes a day of just uplifting media Mm-hmm. whether it's through a podcast, whether it's through an audiobook, whatever it may be to like learn something, but also leave feeling like, ah, oh, that was good. I don't, I can't do true crime or like creepy things like that. Cause then I'll just have nightmares, <laughs> but like uplifting media. Yeah, it's no, really me good. <laughs> it's too scary, but um, okay. So what is your one final, final word? Tell our instructors out there, no pressure. This is, has to change their lives. One final word for them with what you want to be remembered by. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh my God. But, <laughs> let's take it less deep. <laughs> am, I, am I gonna I'll die? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like that because I just watched the Selena documentary and it made me so sad <laughs> when they asked for that. So let's take it, I withdraw, I digress. What is your final word for instructors? What do you want to leave them with for this episode? <laughs> Not for the rest of your life. <laughs> No, I think I just want to say that take care of yourselves. It's something that I'm I'm still learning. I'm not the best at it, but uh, but I think everything counts. Every single little detail counts. So just take care of yourself and talk to other fitness professionals. You are not alone. There are many people that are going what you're going through, good or bad. So share your wins and and ask for help with your losses because your losses are not real losses it's just another way to see another win that is gonna be is gonna come out of there and maybe you need somebody else to to tell you that or to see it from an outside point of view because sometimes we just so submerged in 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 our point of view that they don't they don't see all the way right so when you talk to other people they see it like wait a second what about this and give you another perspective uh, so that's one thing that i do for instance with my sister and like um you know what um i'm, I'm so stressed out so i talk to my sister uh, or also i talk to my friend krista like you know what i need another point of view and i need to talk to somebody so i talk to her shout out to krista shout out to my to my sister sarah and uh, and of course my my mommy <laughs> love your mom yeah and and they give me a, a different perspective about the uh, 
problem that I'm going through or, or just when I want to share my win and they, they, they get happy with me, you know? And so, yeah, I talk to other people and if you want to get better at something, maybe try to, to reach out to the people that are only maybe two steps ahead of you. You don't have to reach out to the celebrities out there because they're too busy or they're not, you feel like they're not going to pay attention. Maybe that person's only two steps ahead of you. Like, hey, how do you do that? And then hopefully they share their, their, their information, you know? Mm-hmm. Their secrets. Yes. Which is, no, there's I no secrets, that. I think. It's true. <laughs> everybody can find it out. Good, good, good uh, Dr. Google. It's true. That, and I feel like, especially in, in this career, focusing in, um, there's so many of us and none of us are really reinventing the wheel. We're mm-hmm. all just kind of learning different, different aspects of it. So if, if one person isn't willing to, to share and open up, someone else will, and yeah. you want, and that will help you also realize like, uh, well, first it's not about you, but it's like, that will maybe help you realize who is in your circle and, and who is going to be a great support that you can support back. Yes. Although we support everybody, but yeah. And also, you know what, now with uh, social media, especially Instagram, even the big names, they're responding. Oh, I was surprised some a couple of uh, celebrity trainers that I send them a message and they replied in a, in a good way. It sounded like them. Cause sometimes, you know, these busy people, <laughs> they have, <laughs> yeah, they have the whole team. And I don't And one time I reached out to this mentor celebrity and and I, at least the team was honest and like hey this is this person and i'm part of this person's team that uh, i pass your your message along so okay at least somebody's listening you know yeah but but yeah i, I mean reach out to whoever you want don't be afraid the worst thing can happen is they say no or they don't listen to you and what do you lose nothing five it's seconds true. of your time that's it it's true i love that well Abra- Abraham, Abraham, <laughs> tell us where people can reach you and find you. And, and also, just so you know, those listening, I will be linking all of Abraham's information, um, as well as like the books that he's mentioned and his webinar. So make sure you send me those links, Abraham, so I can send them. But any anywhere, like where can people follow you? Yeah, people, you can find me in my social media channels, both Facebook and Instagram. Um, Abraham Hernandez Fit, F-I-T at the end, as in fitness. And uh, my, unless you want to send me an email, you can always send me an email. Same word, Abraham Hernandez Fit at gmail.com. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to respond super quick, uh, but just give me maybe 48 hours, especially something long. Uh, also, my website that I have, uh, with my partner Krista is uh, UpgradeFitnessTraining.com and in there you can also find our classes if you anytime want to take our classes if you mention Andy Binker podcast <laughs> I'm gonna give Fit you Pro, one Fit Pro Radio how about that one can we do yes. Fit Pro Radio yes if you mention Fit Pro Radio I will give you uh, one free class Woo-hoo. All right, so you can try it out. You see if you like it. Uh, 
Yeah, we teach uh, different different classes uh, every day. We teach classes, virtual classes, of course. And uh, but yeah, you can if you want to take one of my webinars, uh, just let me know. Send me a message. I will refer you to to the link. Or I will let you know uh, when one is the next one. Because right now I'm doing live. Uh, but yeah, it's easy to find me. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for all this. This was a really awesome and valuable episode. And so I'm super excited for people to listen. Um, everyone definitely follow Abraham. He has great content, great tips, but then also really fun, fun <laughs> stuff. Like you do a really great job evaluating or like balancing education with a lot of humor, especially in your reels. So they're really, really fun to follow. Thank you. No, really and I want to give a big shout out to Andy because I didn't know how to do this and then she'll no go for it do it i'm, I'm not sure <laughs> if i want to do this back then it was only TikToks, right before the reels she do TikTok. She do, remember when i went to utah yeah was and like, let's do let's one do together <laughs> that you still owe me a TikTok. i know we didn't even get to do a TikTok, <laughs> <laughs> but we will <laughs> yeah no but she encouraged me to to do it and then the reels came uh, became big so uh, you know what I'm going to do it. So thanks, Andy, for the push. You see, oh, everybody yeah. needs everybody. <laughs> no, everybody always... needs somebody. <laughs> but we can always hype each other up. So definitely be that hype person. And I'm so glad because your reels are really great. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe this this episode or maybe even leave a comment if there's something that resonated with you and don't hesitate to reach out to myself or abraham with with questions like you can follow us both on instagram or or reach abraham through his his information that he mentioned before that again i will link in the show notes but thank you so much abraham for being here and thank, thank you, you for listening. having me yes and we'll see you guys on the next one